Charlotte. And I'm Helly and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up or we share a recommendation of something we've really enjoyed recently. And then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant to right now. The sorts of things that a lot of people aren't talking about, but are often thinking about. It's very much the start of the conversation for us because there's only so much you can talk about in 30 minutes, but we always want to hear your thoughts. So please don't forget to use the contact details in the show notes to let us know your thoughts. How are you doing, my love? I am good. I went to my first American football game yesterday. Woo, go Hurricanes! It was an all-American experience. It was like nothing I've actually ever seen before. (laughs) And it is because it was a collegiate game. So it was uh, University of Miami against Duke. And even Taylor said, like, you don't have anything like this at home. Can you imagine having that much pride in your university? It is. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's so cool to see, like, the marching band, the music, the, oh like, God. the national anthem. It's mad. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely yeah amazing in this massive stadium as well it was in the Miami Dolphins stadium so it's a huge huge stadium I just can't can you imagine if I'd ever played university netball in a stadium that size when you put it like that and you think of where you actually played netball that's hilarious I I mean I know netball's not like an internationally followed sport but even when you think about our football teams at uni they did not play stadiums (laughs) But imagine like UEA playing at like Wembley Arena or something. That's that's literally it was like the size of Wembley. It was, yeah, that's mad. But I am going to a Miami Heat game tomorrow, so that will be another interesting that's American experience. Basketball, right? Yeah, basketball. Okay. Yeah. Look so, at me again. Yeah, just ticking off all of the sports here while I can. Um, but what have you been up to? I had the most chilled weekend. I very much lent into the idea of having a very relaxing weekend. Um, and it's been lovely. I just napped. I've watched a lot of the Kardashians. It's a guilty pleasure. I've been to the gym. It's just been very nice. And I think there's something about this time of year where you just like hunker down and have a cosy weekend. Um, Mm. yeah. I very much enjoyed it after a really busy couple of weeks um, and a busy few weeks coming up for like loads of good reasons, like loads of really exciting stuff. But after I know we've spoken about it before, but like just trying to get into that habit of scheduling in relaxation mm-hmm. and downtime, like not really checking your phone, not setting an alarm, not having to be anywhere by a certain time, just like intuitively doing what feels good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Very very much looking forward to doing that when we're back in in split. We've already said those first couple of weekends we're back. Just going to do exactly that and take it easy. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you do actually end up getting ill. Like just run yourself into the ground so much. Yeah, like next weekend or last weekend, depending on when this goes live. I've lost count of dates at this point. Um, I've got a family weekend away. We're staying in Barnard Castle. No, not Barnard Castle. (laughs) Bamborough Castle. (laughs) must not get the two confused mm-hmm. um which is going to be lovely but it involves driving up from the southeast all the way up to well past newcastle and sunderland um and back again within the space of 48 hours so 
Yeah. That Bobby. is a heck of a drive. But Bamborough Castle yeah. is so beautiful. I'm so excited. And then, yeah, just a lot of exciting stuff coming up. But I thought, let's have a weekend of rest and relaxation. Sounds beautiful. Do you want to share what your recommendation is? Yes. So my recommendation is another book this week. But I Love literally it. finished it yesterday. And it's called Never Saw Me Coming by Vera Kurian. And it is such a clever, like, I don't want to say psychological suspense because it makes it sound scary and it's not because it's a campus novel. It's set on this idyllic American college campus and it's just everything that you would expect about American campus life. You've got the frats and the sororities and the clubs and the protests and the cute courtyard and the historic buildings. But there is also a... uh, slightly low-key study of a group of psychopaths happening at the college and it's run by the psychology department there and they've brought in uh, psychopaths from all over the country to come and study there so that they can study them and the whole idea of it is that the term psychopath is a misunderstood term because while yes a lot of killers and serial killers are psychopaths not every psychopath is a serial killer um and the psychologist at the heart of this is trying to change the narrative around that except that one of his psychopaths is actually there to kill someone and (laughs) the book counts down the 60 days before he plans the murder to happen and how she orchestrates the whole thing is it's just absolutely fantastic. I don't want to ruin it because the whole thing is her kind of building this plan, learning who the other psychopaths are, but also the whole thing of being a psychopath is that you are manipulative and that you can turn on the charm and that you can lie so easily. So this kind of web that she constructs to pretend that she is this very harmless psychopath, whilst at the same time also orchestrating a murder is... Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's like funny in a really clever way. Um, and I guess she's like an anti-heroine because it's that classic thing of you're really rooting for her to succeed because you see why she wants to do it. Except then you realise you're rooting for a killer. And obviously that's just not a comfortable position to be in. Um, but it's really good. found it to be a really easy, easy read. It got recommended to me after I finished another, I can't remember what I read. I read another kind of like psychological suspense, all the stuff I usually read, the crime stuff, and I thought it sounded really interesting. And it was, it was really good. Um, So definitely recommend giving that a read if you enjoy that kind of thing. Is it going to give me nightmares? No, it's really, it's not scary at all. Um, Yeah, there wasn't any point that, uh, towards the end, there is a briefly quite graphic description of, body but that's probably the only bit that was a bit like <laughs> okay <laughs> fine gross but that was about it I will add it to my list then how very seasonal I know I felt like it was yeah um what is your recommendation for this episode mine I think is going to come as a bit of a shock really but um it is Welcome to Wrexham which is the Disney Plus show all about Ryan Reynolds and Rob Mc- Rob McLenny. I can't oh my god I can't Rob McLenny who um purchased 
Wrexham Football Club um, a couple of years ago now, maybe maybe 18 months ago. Um, and it follows their purchase of the club and kind of how they try and reignite the team and get them up through kind of the English Football League. And I'm not the biggest football fan. Like I don't pretend to know anything about football. Um, the fact there's a World Cup this year has blown my mind that it's in November. Like who knew that could happen? Yeah. But a few years ago, we watched Sunderland Till I Die which is on Netflix, and I would really recommend it to anyone, regardless of whether or not you support Sunderland. Um, and it's fascinating to see the impact that sport, but particularly a football club, can have on a local community. And so Ryan Reynolds, plus that kind of story, it was always going to be up our street. And we haven't finished it yet. We're about halfway through, but it's just a really interesting show. It takes a real look at what it means to the whole community, how football really can bring people together and there are some really lovely endearing stories about people in the club and the history of the club as well it's super easy watching and they both kind of Ryan and Rob have a really great outlook of it like they take what they're doing very seriously but they don't take themselves seriously and it's mm. quite nice. To, it's actually so linked to kind of what we were talking about in last week's episode about not being an expert in something and sucking at something new and seeing them go through that process of learning about football and learning about the different leagues and how you can move through different leagues and what all these things mean. And there's an episode when they're talking about grass and you can almost see it in their heads being like, oh my God, as if we're talking about who knew, like who knew there was so much to it. Um and it's just quite a wholesome show yeah I definitely agree we've almost I think it's the last the last two episodes are they coming out this week or next week I don't know I can't remember we're up to date so we've we've watched everything all of the episodes that have come out so far and I agree like it is such easy watching it is so funny and that whole I guess again it's it's been that thing where we've watched it from the perspective of me understanding football and Taylor being an American and having a lot of the same questions that Rob and Ryan have and like trying to explain the league system in the UK to Taylor was basically exactly like the process that they go through in the show as well. And it is really <laughs> funny, like watching them have that, that learning curve, but you're right. The whole like the community behind Wrexham as well and I know it's the same for a lot of football clubs in the UK and there's a huge amount of history there um but yeah I think it is really eye-opening it will be enjoyed by people in the UK but I also think it's a really eye-opening and interesting thing to watch even if you're not a football follower or if you're international and you don't really understand what UK soccer is completely I really agree it's a great intro to how football works I had no idea that there were so many leagues like literally mm. not a clue I still don't really understand much of it but um there's something really endearing about how passionate they are about this club and from the first episode they're very keen to not have people think that oh it's just two rich guys coming throwing money at something because it'll be a fun thing to do they, they are very clear on why it's important to them and I don't know I just think it's a really it's nice to see it feels like a really mm. great investment in a community but it is also really interesting to see how much money they actually have to throw at it like I think that was yeah. what shocked me understanding 
how many millions are needed to run a club that's even a small club like that so yeah. can you imagine how much it costs to run like man united liverpool man city like the yeah. costs must be just astronomical like absolute madness do you know what i mean like it's and the things that you don't even think about that you have to that you have to um pay for mm-hmm. yeah but also then the benefit it has on the community and how it injects like not even if not even like the cash it injects to the community but like the community spirit and the win it gives the entire like society who love it yeah yeah absolutely I think that's the thing about football it gets a bit of a bad rap sometimes and they do address that in the show as well they do address hooliganism in the show which I was really glad they did but also football does really bring people together as well which yeah I feel like the show shows that really well it's like the side of football that often doesn't get the press because the hooliganism kind of Mm. takes priority Mm -hmm. yeah I agree yeah, very nice, wholesome show on Disney Plus. Um, and yeah, regardless of whether or not you like football, would very much recommend. So this week we are chatting about saying that we're probably all really familiar with, and that's that you can't be everyone's cup of tea. And it's a saying that I'm sure we've all heard a million times before. But honestly, how much do we actually remind ourselves that we can't please everyone? Mm. And I think we're often so busy worrying about what everyone thinks of us that it then becomes really easy for us to get to think of ourselves and how yeah. much unnecessary stress that that puts us under and what the actual impact is of us trying to please everyone because as the saying goes you try and please everyone and you end up pleasing no one completely agree and I think it's something that does impact kind of marginalized groups in society more but I would say particularly women there's mm-hmm. that idea that women have to be likable and liked. They have to be approachable. They have to be palatable in order to be successful in any part of their lives and to find a partner. And I know that's amplified even more if you're a woman of color. Um, and I think it that in itself makes it very easy to believe that what other people think of you is more important than what you think of yourself. And mm-hmm. that just isn't the case. Like, it's so uncomfortable to realize that not everyone will like you and it because it goes completely against what we're conditioned to think right if we're kind of vanilla and plain and kind of palatable then everyone will still everyone will like us but that isn't the reality and that definitely feels very uncomfortable to realize especially when you've kind of changed parts of your personality maybe or behaved in certain ways or done stuff to be more accepted it mm-hmm. feels like a real personal kind of affront to then find out that not everyone will like you mm, I read a quote recently or it might have even been like a meme I don't know but it said like how amazing is it that the biggest success of the patriarchy is making women feel like they have to be small like yeah. we have actually we've been conditioned so much that we should make ourselves likable and palatable like you said that we think that that's actually the normal way that we're supposed to be and if you are so busy trying to please everyone you end up fragmenting your personality so much to please everyone in different ways and to make everyone happy and give them what they want that you fragmented your personality to the point that you lose your own sense of identity because you can't be everything to everyone 
No. And so in that process, you lose what is actually authentically you. And not only is it impossible, but it's also exhausting. That is so exhausting yeah. to try and be everything to everyone. Like anyone who's even just a people pleaser and is constantly trying to make everyone happy knows how exhausting that feeling is. I think fragmented is the perfect word because there is definitely a case and we all do it for being slightly different versions of yourself in different situations like the version of myself that I am when I'm at work is slightly different to when I'm sitting on the sofa with Alex in the evening or even kind of the the people we are when we kind of catch up before we start recording versus when we hit record Mm. is ever so slightly different but those versions of yourself shouldn't be so different that if those two worlds collided people would be completely confused and shocked at what they see and I think that's where it becomes quite difficult because in order to not have that kind of deep level of fragmentation and not have all these different completely different personalities you're going to behave in ways or encounter people that will not like you and I guess it's that realization that it doesn't matter if people don't like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the people that you choose to surround yourself with should care for you and they should support you. That might just mean it being one, two, three people that like mm-hmm. you don't, you, it doesn't mean you can't have other friends and other people in your life, but it just means you shouldn't be changing yourself for everyone like the the people who are there for you the most and who are most aligned with with you and your values and who you are as a person they're the people whose say they're the people whose opinions like should matter a bit more like I would be far more interested in hearing your opinion on something that I'm going to do versus some random person I work with Mm. do you know what I mean and I, I that's why I do think in this conversation there's varying levels of of degrees because there's always going to be points where you do seek some kind of advice or support from people around you then if you are trying to please everyone and make sure that what you're doing is making everyone happy you are just going to end up alienating a whole bunch of people yeah because it ends up being like you said it's almost it's like hypocritical because what you are to one person is so different to what another person sees you as and if you're always going to be looking for those external sources of validation like you're always looking to make everyone happy and you're looking for that happiness outside of yourself then like you are actually never going to be happy with who you are like how do you even know who you are yeah it's so true and I think if you if you want to be liked by everyone and kind of that universal pleaser then chances are you you're either being completely different people in all situations which is exhausting and isn't kind of honoring who you are or you are so vanilla and plain and average for lack of a better word that no one even knows you well enough to understand what your opinion is on anything and I'm not talking like deep rooted political opinions. I'm talking like, oh, I don't I don't know if they would want to come for lunch or 
I don't know if they like this or like that like it's almost that age-old thing of if you don't stand for anything no what is it hold on I'm trying to get the right way around like if you if you stand for everything then you don't stand for anything yeah so if you're constantly trying to be everything to everyone then you're actually nothing to anyone because you think of if you try and right now think of those people in your life who you would say are pretty non-offensive they're pretty kind of like standard people chances are you don't know them very well mm-hmm. chances are they're not making an impression and whilst I do think there is a big difference between being um authentic to yourself and not just being abrasive and antagonistic and offending others there is a mid-ground that you can operate in where you People get to know you for who you are. And in turn, they value you and your input, whether that's professionally or as friends or just in life generally. Yeah, that's a good point there about like just because you're not everyone's cup of tea, it doesn't mean it's not an excuse to be a dick. Mm. Like it's it's not an excuse to be rude and abrasive. Like there's still a certain level of like just politeness and kindness that you can Yeah that you can exercise regardless of who the person is that you're interacting with. But I do think there is a much bigger opportunity for, particularly for women to stand up and be more assertive because like, God knows we do it way less than, than men do and get way more stick for it than men do. And I think a big part of it plays into the conversation that we were having a couple of episodes ago about individuality and originality but your individuality is a chance to define those things that you are passionate about and the like the opinions that you have and the feelings that you have and like you said if you don't if you try and stand for everything you're going to stand for nothing and that's that is where you start to lose your individuality yeah I completely agree and I think it's it's really hard right like it's really hard to get used to saying it's okay if they don't like me um and I think if you are quite a big personality and you express a lot of your views and they are views that maybe aren't in line with the mainstream then maybe it's easier some ways to go oh not everyone likes me I'm like a disruptor not to say you're disruptive but like you're someone Mm. who goes against the grain but if you're someone who generally doesn't hold or do any kind of things or have any opinions that are completely like out there it is really hard right to turn around and go god not everyone's gonna like me but it's it's back to that Jacqueline Hurst idea she has changed like my entire outlook this year I've got so Mm -hmm. much to thank her for um but it's let them be wrong if people don't like you that's okay if they have a wrong idea of the story about you or the story they tell themselves about you is wrong fine so what you know, people could easily look at us with a podcast and go, my God, they love the sound of their own voice and they think this and they're really self-absorbed and all of these negative things. Or they could sit there and go, oh my God, it's amazing. They're so like committed to doing something different or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And Mm -hmm. if it is kind of the latter and it's negative, you've got to just let them be wrong. Like, and that is a really freeing a really freeing thought isn't it of just like okay I'll let someone be wrong because you can't control someone else's thoughts you cannot control what Mm. opinion they have of you and do you really want to be the person chasing after everyone 
being like, oh my God, like me, like me, like me, like me, because that in itself is pretty desperate and off-putting. I think it is, it's such an uncomfortable feeling to like Mm. confront that idea that not everyone is going to like you, but at the same time, letting go of the need to impress people who don't even like you is incredibly freeing. Yeah. It might not feel like it at the time, but someone doesn't even like you or that you just don't really get on just like literally let them be like there is mm-hmm. no need for you to overstretch yourself and I know it's hard especially if you are someone who's a people pleaser but letting go of that is so freeing and I think yeah. in the longer term you'll actually find that you have a far bigger boost to your own self-esteem and your own self-confidence when you stop caring about the opinion the opinions of those people because everyone's perception of you is through their own lens of experiences their own emotional experiences their own their own mental health and their own mental feelings and you actually have zero control over that perception Mm. and that's why the best thing that you can do is be who you are authentically and the people who align with that will align with that and the people that don't you don't need to worry about and I know that's so easily like easier said than done but it really does come down to that I think it's really important to remember as well that what people think of you often doesn't have that much to do with you so it could Mm -hmm. be that they've heard a certain story about you or maybe they've only ever encountered you and you were having a bit of a bad day or maybe you remind them of someone else who's been in their life who they didn't like or they're just projecting their insecurities onto you. It doesn't really matter what it is, because so long as you haven't actively hurt someone, so long as you aren't being nasty or actively offensive to someone and going out of your way to behave in that way and have no awareness of it, it really doesn't matter. I think if you're, you know, if you know that you're, opinion could be a little abrasive and you're going in there and you're kind of saying it in a way that could actually upset people and you know you've got to question whether it's the right time and place to do that but if there's nothing that's happened if there is no tea per se then it's not about you anyway you're going to drive yourself mad thinking it's about you like how many times have you met someone or you've had an encounter with someone and you go I just don't really like them and I can't put my finger on it and nine times out of ten it'll be because they remind you of someone else they have the same name as a kid you went to school with or like I don't know they didn't smile this one time when you smiled at them and you create a like we all do you create a story in your own head about them I was literally about to say like when 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 I was thinking about this topic I was trying to think of how do you know the people that are your cup of tea, the ones that you should like you or the ones that you just shouldn't care about their opinion of you? And I was literally thinking, it's just those people that you feel a bit on edge around. Yeah. That you have to, you feel like you have to say the right thing or act a certain way, but you're not entirely sure why. And I think I remember that feeling a lot more at school, probably when I yeah. felt like I had to impress people a lot more and I had to behave a certain way to be liked. Whereas now I'm older I recognize that that feeling is just that they are not my cup of tea and I'm probably not theirs either and yeah I I read a it was a medium article and it was saying the people that are right for you are the relationships that should feel effortless 
you never get that on the edge feeling it's the ones that are reciprocal the ones that you can just pick up where you left off even if you've not seen each other for months it's like the ones that you never feel drained or empty because you're both on like the same energy level like whatever it might be for you yeah I think it is I don't want to be all like vague about it but I think there is a, a gut feeling when you know if you're someone's cup of tea or if they're your cup of tea I really agree and I think it's really interesting what you say about school as well because I think looking back now and looking back not just at school but in like my earlier career I can really easily see how I didn't feel like I had found my people I didn't feel like I had I was anyone's cup of tea and no one was really my cup of tea and I think because my world was smaller just for the fact that I hadn't met as many people in my life as I have now you almost feel like you do have to shrink to fit the space because you think it's a problem with you and Mm -hmm this that the people around you are representative of the entire world whereas now I feel more like I can walk into a room whether that's um with friends with family with work colleagues whoever it is and kind of have that reassurance in myself that yeah there might not be anyone in this room who's really my cup of tea but also I could walk into this room and find someone who I really gel with and it matters mm-hmm. less because there's just that understanding that there are more people than the people who you know now mm-hmm. uh, but because of that earlier experience of just literally knowing fewer people we learn and we're conditioned to fit into that smaller world and I think unlearning that and understanding that that isn't the case you kind of just have to trust in the process a bit you almost just have to fall back and go okay I'll just find my people let's just go for this and you will and along the way you'll realize that there's a lot of people who you just don't gel with and who you really annoy and you can't work out why but again that won't be to do with you Mm -hmm. and I I do think as well on the back of that there's something to be said for I, I guess how we've spoken about like cultivating your feed on Instagram there is a way to go about cultivating like if you walk into a room and there is no one you you make peace with that in your head you're like that's fine I'm just going to be polite I'm going to get on with everyone but these are not my people and I don't need I can leave this room and I just don't really have to think about that again like don't get hung up on the small like oh did I do that right did I say that right did I offend someone yeah this because those are the the little thoughts that are really going to drain you and exhaust you and I think there is something to be said for being able to cultivate the circle of people that you have around you that are your people because being performative isn't helpful to your own identity and it's not helpful to your self-esteem if you are surrounded by people who don't make you feel self-conscious and they don't make you feel like you need to impress that's when your actual personality is going to come through and that's when you can I guess showcase like the best of what you can be without it sounding too over the top but I, I always think like when I played a really good team at netball it made me play better and yeah. that's how it should feel when you're with the people who are right for you like they they make you want to be better and be the best version of yourself not like shy away and lock yourself into a box so you you're more likable I think on that thing of like walking into a room and maybe not finding the people who are your people or finding people who you actually kind of it's not that they're just not your people but they're quite difficult to be around and they can be real energy drainers I think we should definitely have a conversation about that at some point and kind of how Mm. you without sounding too kind of 
um, airy fairy, like protect your energy in those situations and Mm -hmm. stay true to yourself. Because I think that is a real challenge. Like you can't be everyone's cup of tea, but how do you protect yourself in those situations? Um, I think that can be really hard, but I think one of the most beautiful things I think, and this is one of my favorite things to see in human beings is when someone is really being their self, and they relax into being themselves. And then you get that glimpse of, I can see why someone's in love with you. That doesn't have to be romantic love. It could be like, I can see why a parent would love you or a friend would love you. But when you see that like pure authenticity in someone, I just don't think there are many things better than that. Mm. And I think it goes to show that when you are yourself, when you are that best version of yourself, you attract the better people, you attract the right people, because people want to be around that, you're also going to attract some crap people, that's the way it goes, but the more you are yourself, the more you're going to attract people who do want to be around you, just because they want to be around your energy. Mm -hmm. It's it's just, it's a more authentic connection at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. Completely, like, I know we've said before how, like, we both hate small talk we hate the like oh what's the weather like today um although we do talk about the weather a lot on this podcast <laughs> and it's, it's exactly that reason why of I want to get to know you I don't want to know the you who you know has the same chat as they have with their barista every morning um and people do enjoy that the more people I speak to and the more people I have these sorts of conversations with the more I've realized that people do just want to get to know the real versions of us because so so much of what we see is a very surface level interaction with people nowadays and mm-hmm. it's reminding yourself that and reminding yourself that it's okay if as a result some people don't like you I think is a really hard habit to get into but one of the most freeing habits mm-hmm. yeah I I absolutely agree we hope you've enjoyed this conversation and that it's been somewhat helpful and reassuring to you if you are struggling with that feeling of having to fit in or not being able to be yourself like just remember you don't like everyone so not everyone's going to like you and that's completely fine um Mm -hmm. if you've enjoyed this episode please don't forget to hit subscribe leave us a five-star review because it really does help us grow the podcast and we will be back next week with another episode um have a great week stay safe and we will speak to you soon bye bye